Look, you want to fight? Then you better bring it, motherfucker. podcast games nerds and alcohol where somebody says they got a box but they don't got a box but they got a box so we think they got a box we're not 100 percent sure but we see a box and we're hoping that it's a box the box let's go around <laughs> the room you just heard him. we got potassium hydroxide here how you doing how you doing go i'm doing great uh, very eventful day traveled around looked at some apartments and whatnot and uh, just got back in time for the podcast very nice. You find something? Uh, I did. I found a a decent, newly built uh, apartment complex up in uh, Fredericksburg area. Does it come with hand jobs? Ah, oh, no, I didn't see that in the brochure. I think Does it, it come at all? Damn. Mm, maybe. I mean, it all depends. On, I guess who you invite over. And oh, you heard yeah. him. We got Cyberblood sitting here tonight. How you feeling, Cyber? Um, Cyber feels very good right now. Yeah, yeah, you get you got your hands on or maybe in a box. Um, I got it next to a box. Woohoo! And we got the man, the myth, the legend, the gentleman who sent the box. Daymok, how you feeling, man? Dude, I've been fucking stressing and getting pissed off, dude. Just, I swear to God, Zyber, you better have that fucking box and not tell me. <laughs> I paid a lot of money to ship it to you, man. A lot of money, like legitimately, just to ship the box. Okay. That's just the shipping cost? That's just Holy the shipping shit. cost. Holy shit, dude. This has got to be good. Right? I mean, the guy was about to send me ordinance. <laughs> good point. Yeah, he was. Oh, shit. Did you send him ordinance? No, I did not send ordinance oh, in this box. I was going to say, holy shit. Is that why it costs so much? Because there's actual <laughs> ordinance in it? Holy crap. <laughs> and I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. Um, usually we kick right into what is everybody drinking, but I, I know Daybok has been stressing out about this. So we're going to kick into a little extra segment called what did Zyper get in his box? Because I'm dying to see this. Yeah, I, guys, the segment's called what's in my box. I saw the box that was being sent, but I'm really interested to see is the contents. And I want, I want to see, I want to see the look on his face. I want to see what happens. I, you know. Because I see you're wearing, I see you're wearing really <laughs> shitty headphones right now. I think they're just kind of yeah, like yeah, uh, the one that came with my PS4. Oh Jesus! So it's oh well, it's the mono one, so that works for yeah. you. Well, that, no, that worked out. All right, well, yes, come yes. on. Without further ado, come on, give us a play-by-play. Uh, I Tell don't us. think this is his box unless he sent a thank you note. Did you send a thank you note? I swear to God, Zyber. I swear <laughs> to fucking God. Just a look on Daymok's face right now. It's just, it's precious. You can see, you can in, see the frustration. I got Aragon. Oh, that's a good book. Horrible movie. Great book. Yeah, yeah. I got all four, actually. Ooh. Oh, come on. Let's see them. They all hardcover? All hardcover, first print. Oh, dude. Very nice. That is awesome. I think, uh, Lex, don't you have a copy of them all in hardcover? I have the last three. I don't have the first one. Oh, so we don't have the first one in hardcover. Are they first prints? Uh, 
I don't know. Oh, you got to tell me. There, look at that. That's nice. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. Um, when uh, Fye was just getting sort of in and out of selling all kinds of weird stuff, uh, I got the bookends from there. So hey, there you go. Oh, now you got the whole thing. You got the bookends right? and the books. That's actually going to be a nice display, man. God damn it, Zyber. There's an audience here. I got Selkie here. God. <laughs> I'll say Lex is actually sticking around for this as well. Hey, guys. Do you know how to reattach fingers? Uh, yeah, actually, I've been there. Did you end yourself opening your box already? This is a second box. That's not the right box. It's too small looking. It's always about size with you. What is that? Oh, is that a Google Home? Oh, he can't hear me. He knocked his headphone. This, uh, this box yields a replacement GameCube cover. Oh. Oh, or nice. Or skin, shell, whatever you want to call it. Because I have a project one that is all busted up. And if I screw that project one off, I got a, you know, one that's actually fully functional. And, you know, same color. Oh, that's nice. I didn't even know you could order extra shells for them. That's pretty cool. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. The look on Daybox's face is telling me that this is not the box he's looking for. This isn't the box you're looking for, was it? I'm not going to talk to you for this show, man. <laughs> <laughs> because when I got home tonight, there was actually one more box waiting for me. Oh. I, I don't know if it's the right box. I mean, I did order a lot of stuff, and a lot of stuff I did order when I was drunk, so... The anticipation. <laughs> yeah, the look on Damoc's face right now. Oh, that looks FedEx. That looks like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's FedEx. Back. Probably has my name on it. Um, no. It has my name in big print. Good. <laughs> I hear ticking. No ordnance and or explosives were sent. And more paper packing. Dan, did you pack that that well? Or was that FedEx? That was FedEx that packed it. Jeez, what, are you sure you didn't send him ordnance? That thing looks gargantuan. It might be. This one thing is gargantuan. Well, come on, man. Open it up. <laughs> oh, that was anticlimactical. Mass drops, man. HD6 double X, bitches. Isn't that what you're wearing on your head? Uh, no, right now I'm wearing... I have too many headphones. But uh, yeah, the ones I'm wearing right now are different. They're V-Modas. <laughs> Oh my god, they they come in this like crazy freaking fucking Oh, oh my god, it's like the first time I did anal. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say there wasn't the popping sound. I remember that day. <laughs> <They're> fucking... <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> you are so welcome, asshole. You are so welcome after all that all right, shit you put right. me through today. <laughs> All right. Come on, you gotta show us what is it? Hold on, hold on. I am gonna go rooster teeth on this and say it's light red. <laughs> he sent it you is pink very, headphones. Very light red. <laughs> he sent you pink headphones. No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> you spent a hundred and twenty bucks to send him pink headphones. <laughs> They were free headphones too. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's that's funny. Quick, Zyber, put it on now. Go. 
So, and that's wait literally, a minute. That, that's literally all that was in the box, too. Oh, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put this together. So you're telling me that Damoc was gagging Zyber, and Zyber was gagging Damoc, and Damoc's gag to Zyber? Is that what just happened right now? Uh, I think did so. Did we just break the fourth wall? I think we did just break the fourth wall. Oh my god! Oh god! Hey man, <laughs> I'm uh, on my when beer. we bought the kids' clothes, the, you know, it came with the free Justice headphones. I figured you needed some headphones. That that was a long way to go for, for a gag, <laughs> but man, that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, man, but uh, that that was <laughs> that was funny, but really. <laughs> 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 hey, that was almost $130 to ship free headphones, I man. <laughs> I know. And just I'm I'm just thinking the headphones you could have gotten with that that like shipping. Well, hey, hold on, wait a second here. You're not wearing them. Yeah, you, you gotta put them on, man. You're not even gonna use them? No. <laughs> Come on, man! At least put them on. He said to him, on. You. you can't, you can't, you can't diss them like that. Those are a hundred and thirty dollars Justice headphones, <laughs> man. They're technically a hundred and thirty dollars headphones. Bullshit! Bullshit! It says nineteen ninety. Yeah, and we didn't even pay that, dude. They came free after you spend so much at the store. Exactly. For the kids' clothes. <laughs> Oh, come on, come on. It, they're new headphones, though. I mean, they're, it could. they're probably not crackling. It could be I mean, better. They're free headphones, so they probably are crackling. But, I mean, there's a chance they're not crackling. I am just a little scared of how sharp this freaking thing actually is. What is that oh, freaking thing? Uh, it came with one of the 3D... Sp- well, each of the 3D printers uh, came with one. And... uh I forgot to put this one in. But hey, yeah, it's it's sharp. Hey, as long as it works. I mean, I keep, I have titty sharp things ones. next to them. Jesus, titty fucking Christ. Thing. Yeah, between sharp and, and flammables. Actually, it's funny. I'm, I'm looking around here and I'm looking at the amount of accelerant I have sitting around my computer terminals and thinking if anything bad happens, it's going to happen catastrophically here. Yeah, it's going to happen uh, gunpowder catastrophic. Yeah. Exactly. Well, while he's digging into there, I guess we'll just kick around the room and we'll go into what everybody's uh, everybody's drinking. All right. Before you do that, okay. So Zyber, as an apology, okay, you get to choose what I'm drinking tonight. I have. I say gutter shot. White claw raspberry. I, I don't know, dude. I yeah or. I can drink the absolute gutter beer. I have a 40 of high life. High life it is. Instead of the good beer. High life it is. <laughs> Man, Damoc, you get the cake for gag right now because you've gone a long way. You've gone above and beyond for a gag. Oh, and he's actually drink. Oh, God, that's making me sick looking at it. Oh, you're just going to have to pee a lot. That's all that's going to happen. Yep. It's fucking oh, worth man, it. Oh, man, they look, look good on you, man. Oh, yeah, you're you're muted, though, so whatever you're saying, we can't hear. They are horrible, absolutely horrible. Well, how do they sound? They... Horrible. Like $20 <laughs> headphones. <laughs> they sound like 
you know, uh, stringing two tin cans. So they sound better than your Sony's? No, my Sony uh, mono actually sounds better than this. <laughs> well, they they look amazing, and I gotta I gotta I gotta take a screenshot. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter, dude. I've already got a couple. Good. Post it. Post that shit in ch- in chat quick before. There. <laughs> Well, they they looked pretty. You looked pretty. I know, I know. They go in my eyes. All right, well, Koa, now back to you. What are you drinking, man? I got some old, reliable uh, Golden Monkey. Nice. All right. Yeah. What about you, Zyber? <laughs> what are you plowing down? Um, I am drinking Northeast IPA, which is put out by uh, Industrial Arts Brewing Company. Um... The beer that I'm drinking of theirs is called Wrench. It is absolutely delicious. If you like a very citrusy, uh, floral-flavored, easy-to-drink, like a fucking, um, what is it called there, uh, mimosa. Mm, okay. That's, that's, that's what I kind of peg it as, like a mimosa-style IPA. Um, but yeah, the citrus notes are very, very strong in it. Front to back, uh, left to right, lick that pussy all day, all night. Citrus. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, I myself, I started pre-graining a little bit early since we started recording a little bit later, just so that we could have that, that glorious, glorious unboxing. Um, (laughs) I... I am. Uh, I started pre-graining a bit early, and I started with some flesh and blood IPAs. You are not pouring Miller High Life into a brandy, dude. Ah, oh, you're pouring High Life into a snifter, dude. It's the champagne of beers. It says champagne of beers, dude. I got a cat that can piss stronger than that. Ah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so I, I started with some flesh and blood, and now I have moved my way over to an old faithful of mine, the 60-minute IPA. Uh, I actually helped Sturum uh, out with some brakes on his car, and as payment, he bought me a six-pack of, ni- of 60-minute IPA. So I have been tapping into this. I am on my second one of this again. And man, it's, just, it's a great all-day drinking beer. I can't say enough, of good, enough good things about the 60-minute IPA. If you like IPAs, they're a great place. After you've started liking IPAs, I wouldn't start with a 60-minute. It would be something I'd probably try maybe second or third IPA in. But I really like it. It's really yummy. It's really good. And it's definitely an all-day drinker. Hmm. All right, next segment, State of Games. State of Games is where we pontificate about how we feel games are, or we just talk about what we've been playing for the past week. So I'll go right around that room. Zyber, what is your State of Games there, guy? Uh, my state of games is um, null and void, uh, only because I really haven't had much time to kick in the games. I've um, mainly been trying to get through some uh, DC Universe uh, stuff on the uh, good old Netflix before they disappear. Um, so yeah, I've been digging into that. So I've been pretty lame. Nice. That actually, you know... Um... I'll, I'll get I'll get to that after or during news and what I think it'll segue into there. But that brings up a question that I have in my mind. What about uh, what about you, Cole? What's your state of games there, man? 
Well, um, so I'm playing Black Desert still, and just doing an AFK event, kind of getting burned out in the game. Lots of grind in there. But uh, I picked up uh, Wak Fu again recently, and uh, just seeing where that game is sitting at these days. It's pretty fun. Uh, kind of like a, a Final Fantasy Tactics, but you know, meets MMO. Yeah, I thought you were, when you posted that in chat, I first read that as waifu, and I <laughs> laughed, and I went, well, that can't be it, so I copied and pasted that into a, into a Google browser, and I searched it, I'm like, holy crap, there's a game called that, and it's actually an MMORPG, and I'm thinking, no, it's got to be a joke, and then I read it, I'm like, oh, dumbass, you read that wrong. Oh, that looks pretty freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was you like, talking about the anime. Oh, it, Wakfu is based off of the anime, yes. So All right. Wa- yeah. Yeah, it's Wakfu, not Waifu, guys. So, <laughs> bad Cecil for reading horribly. What about you, Damoc? What's your state of games there, man? Uh, the beer tastes worse in a snifter. It's better out of the, the shitty bottle. Uh, I've been playing Looking for Heels, uh, some early access game where I run around with... The best part is the soundtrack is just fucking awesome. The gameplay is... Eh, but it's it's fun. It's really early access. Well, tell us about it. What's it what's what's it about? You take on the role as a healer. You pick your party. You run around and tell them to go and beat up shit while you just heal them. It's <laughs> yeah. It's not a very hard game, but it uh, it's fun for what it is. It's just the soundtrack will really get you. So, if you were going to make it kind of like do a, a parallel between Graveyard Keeper Early Access and this Early Access. How does it compare? Between Graveyard Keeper? That had a lot more to do in it. Um, This one, you literally just get to pick your party. You can pick a couple extra healing stuff once you earn the currency to get it. And, yeah, it looks really good. It looks very fun. Uh, Watched some gameplay video of it. Decided to pick it up because it was really cheap. I'm enjoying it. I've put a couple hours into it, but it's not there yet. Don't buy it. Not yet. Well, that's what I was looking for, is if it's worth a buy or if it's one of those. Keep an eye on it. I'd keep an eye on it. I mean, it's got the potential to be a lot of fun, but not right now. Very cool. Well, my city games has been pretty simple. I have not been playing all that much video games this this week. Uh, I have been keeping my eyes on some games that are going to be coming out. Man of Medan, Median, whatever. And the... obviously, uh, Waifu. Oh, and obviously Waifu. Yeah, I was Googling Waifu left and right. Because, uh, <laughs> well, I got I to gotta find that game now. Uh, no, but I've, uh, I've really been playing very, very little this week. I've actually been fairly lethargic this week. I've been working a lot, so I haven't really had a lot of time when I get home. And when I get home, I really just don't want to do too much. So I've just been kind of keeping an eye on games that have been coming out. Um, as I said, the Man of Median, Man of Media, uh, the the dark, the dark anthology, the one that's coming out by uh, Supermassive, I think. Same people made Until Dawn. So they're coming out with a new game that's actually going to be coming out next week, so you might be hearing me talk about playing that, or I might be playing that during the show and not really paying attention to the show. Who knows? But that's coming out. I'm really, really interested in that, mostly because of the gameplay style. Gameplay style is not for everyone. It's if you like that interactive kind of storytelling, um, you know, with some quick time events just to keep it interesting, then it'll be for you. But uh, if not, you might just want to watch that one, get the story, and then move on. 
what else was I checking out? There was a bunch of things. Oh, I did jump into... Uh, what the hell was I looking at? I did jump into No Man's Sky for a little bit earlier in the week, like Sunday. But that was just to, just to check it out and see what some of the things have done. Again, I like, you know, it's just the same thing as last week. I like what uh, I like what I'm saying. Is it worth a revisit? You know, should should the community go back to, you know, looking into No Man's Sky with all the new changes they've made over the years? Uh, honestly, there, just like Damoc was describing last time around, there has been some quality of life changes that really do make a difference. Um, now, I think i got to go back and really start fine-tuning what materials I have and really kind of get back into the groove of things. Mm-hmm. But I think once I do, because you can definitely hold a significant amount more. Before it was 250 copper, and then you'd have to transfer it to your ship, which could hold 500, and then your freighter could hold 1,000. Now, like, I literally can roam around a planet and just mine the hell out of copper, and I don't have to worry... Because, you know, some of, the, some of the higher end, or not higher end, but some of the materials are harder to find depending on the planet or the solar system you're on. So it's harder to find them. When you do find them, you're like, oh, i got to just search around and mine these things. And there's nothing worse than y- you find a vein, you fly to it, you jump out, you start mining this vein out, and then it's like, oh, your inventory's full. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> then you got to traipse all the way back to your ship because you may have traveled significantly far away from your ship finding this vein. You got to travel all the way back to your ship, dump everything in your ship, or call your ship and and waste a bunch of energy of getting your ship over there. Um, I think I honestly think the game is worth anybody taking a look look at again. Uh, I've been saying all along though that it it you know it, it's it's worth a look. But it it, it uh, so No Man's Sky scratches an exploration itch that I always have, and I find that I, I'm not like everybody else in that fashion a lot of people don't have that that same exploration itch that i seem to have but no man's sky definitely scratches that okay yeah i was not uh, very fond of its release <laughs> to say the least oh, when it came out man I, I i agree and i'll even you know even when I, even back then i said there's there's substance to the game there's great mechanics there's just not a lot there i fully understand that that's a lot of people can't make it past that and and that's there's nothing wrong with that because that game was rough it's like it's like sea of thieves when sea of thieves came out there's nothing to do in it it's Mm -hmm. fun it's fun mechanics but there was nothing to do now jumping back into sea of thieves after all the updates that they've done there's a lot more to do now it might not be enough for some but there's a lot to do in it now i really think i piss his eyebrow off man He's sitting in his chair, just like stewing. No, 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 I'm not pissed. You better not be, not man. Because I was hoping you were going to take funny. it as a joke. Okay. It was funny, man. It would have been even more funny if you sent me a like over the head mono headset. But hey, pink's good. Oh shit! You should have cut off one side. That would have <laughs> fucking funny. Like you sent him those same pink ones, but it only had like one like one headphone attached to it, but it still attached the whole head. <laughs> no, he actually probably would have found me and killed me. <laughs> you, you would have, you would have no, fallen asleep, no. and you just outside of your window, it would have been storming, you know, with the thunderstorms that are coming, and just a lightning flash, and there's Zyber's head right outside of your window, staring in at you. Don't worry, Zyber. I'll be living near him soon. Soon enough. <laughs> All right. When you uh, when you're living near him, soon enough. 
Send me your address. <laughs> All right. Well, next segment we have here is news. We take a look at what's been posted in the Discord under the different news feeds, and we just kind of, well, we kind of talk about it, see what we think about it. First one was posted in Gamer News. I am super frigging excited about it. More excited than I was to see Zyber's face when he opened, well, with what I thought he was opening up, but turns out it was even better than what I thought he was opening up anyways. But Kerbal Space Program 2. Okay, I, did anybody here not play Kerbal Space Program? I did not. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, what isn't? wrong with me seriously no no seriously you've checked the game out though right please tell me you've checked the game out negative ghost rider negative oh that's why you got pink headphones <laughs> that right there is why you got pink headphones what the fuck man dude kerbal space program is probably one of the silliest funnest physics games that i have played in a long long time the whole game is based on physics it's literally you build a rocket like this stupid fucking rocket. You build a rocket and get it off of the planet. Then after you get it off the planet, then you got to try to land on the moon. Then after you land on the moon, you got to fucking build space stations and shit. And then you got to send them like deep orbit to dock with other dude. The game is friggin' amazing and hard as fuck. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's not much announced about Kerbal Space Program 2. Except from the trailer and what the devs have lightly said, it is going to actually have the base building and then the capability to launch rockets from other planets and then colonize deeper space. And the most important part, and it's even listed on Steam, multiplayer. Yeah. Don't know how that's going to work. I'm interested to see how that's going to work because a lot of the game is time stop. I'm interested to see on how that's going to work, too, because if it's multiplayer as in the both of you can design, fly. See, I was actually hoping, and, and this is just a silly hope of mine, that you could build a rocket and it would actually segment off one person takes care of one portion of the rocket, the other person, like one person takes care of the engineering and all that other, and one person takes care of the piloting portion. I know that's kind of like way lame and, and super simulation, but... I'd be excited for that. What the hell does that look on your face, Ivor? <laughs> what? <laughs> you I'm just, zoning, man. I'm zoning. You just literally... I, I I think you went into another planet there. Like, I think you jumped on a rocket and, and launched off. Yeah, I, I'm playing retro games, and I'm just, like, really zoned right now. <laughs> yeah, you were. Dude, your camera actually, like it took in a different light source. It made everything all warm light and your mouth was like half hung open. Your eyes were wide. I swear to God, your pupils were probably the size of dimes. I thought for a second there that you actually like you had checked out. Uh, close to it, man. Close to it. Um, if I, uh, didn't get that interruption, I probably would have totesed. <laughs> well, Kerbal Space Program 2 is coming out. I am, I'm super excited. I'm really interested to see what the, the multiplayer is. Like, that, that's that got my interest. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys know that, like, or, or, or and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I, just, maybe I just read this wrong as I was trolling through, but this Kerbal Space Program 2 is not made by the same people who made Kerbal Space Program 1. It's, like, a completely different team. Oh, I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, it's really kind of weird the way that they went with that, but it is a different team, 
that is like they're working with the original team. Yeah, like they're in contact with them, but they're not like the original team isn't directly developing it. It's I don't know. It was weird the way I read it, and it was just it's not the original people, but it's I don't know. It's almost like when you go and see a tribute band of the band you really like. They're not the band that you like, but they're doing so well that you're like, damn, they're doing good. It's interesting. So they gave him the blessing and gave him the the IP to to create a sequel. Yeah, I'm not 100 um, sure. It's kind of weird because it's not owned by the guys that created the first one. I think it's owned by the publisher, and the publisher got different devs to do it. It's a weird, intricate thing. But it looks interesting from the launch trailer, but no one has seen anything else of it yet. Hmm. Predictions. When do you think we'll actually see it? 2020. Yeah, there's going to have something probably at GamesCon, but that's all going to be held up by a different game. What do you think? When do you think it's going to come out? I, I was actually thinking that we would see a full release in 2021. We'd probably an early access in 2020. I get behind that, yeah. I think like late, maybe Q3, Q4, 2020. Yeah, I, I, my, my assumption is that we'd see maybe something in that around that for early access. But anyways, I'm still excited no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be down to play that again. Sort of multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, the multiplayer definitely has me interested. I just, I don't know about it yet because I haven't seen anything about it yet. I can't say anything because I don't know anything about the first game or the second game, so, yeah. Well, next time it comes out on Humble Bundle Cheap, I know what I'm getting you. Pink headset. (laughs) (laughs) One of your pink headset. Get it right. God, that's going to have to be the running gag. We're going to just have to start flooding Zyver's just inbox with with pink headsets. Uh, Next... Next piece of news, uh, and this one, this one, I actually was, I, I, I started reading through the article, and then I kind of got, I don't know whether I got bored with it, or I just got disgusted with it, or what, but uh, it's the article about Epic's kind of exclusivities. Did you guys get a chance to read through that article? Yeah, I think I posted it. Yeah, you did. I've been following ex- Epic's exclusivities, I would say vaguely. I haven't read the most recent ones, but I mean, I can understand. So the article was touching on a bunch of a bunch of things, but one of it was focused on was how Epic's strategy for exclusivity is is basically it's it's Epic's way or the highway. Like you're exclusive with us and like no one else or you go scratch. That's what I thought was kind of like a really, really aggressive strategy. Well, that's because right now Epic is really touting that they have a highly curated game store and that's what they're doing they're picking and choosing which games they are trying to get exclusive deals for Mm -hmm. and if they reach out to you and you say no then they get really aggressive and pissed off at you and tell you a bunch of crap yep so are these the same people that were scanning your Steam library and, uh, you know, all that loveliness? Well, well they, ha- they had to figure out what games that they wanted to be exclusive. You know, they had to figure out what games people were buying. Or putting on their wish list. But, like, with the way that I'm hearing this, I did not read the article. This is just me speculating, but it sounds like 
they're still going to be scanning you if you have their loader on your computer. And if you have any other loader on your computer, they're going to write you out. Yeah, I think this was more focused on the game developers, kind of kind of strong-arming them to come to their platform. Yeah, it was all about... I mean, yeah, they were scanning Steam and seeing what was on people's wish list, so they knew, oh, shit, this game has, you know, 50 million people that have it on their wish list. Let's go after that game. But they're going after the publishers, and then... They're saying, hey, yeah, it's this way or it's no way. You cannot just add your game to Epic. There's no way to do that as of right now. They said eventually they will open it up to have like Steam's green light program instead of just, you know, directly on Steam like they have it now. And if you don't agree to their terms of like one year exclusivity, then you can't be on Epic Game Store. And everybody kind of there's a whole bunch of different publishers in there that went, uh, okay. We'll still sell on Steam. We'll still make a shit ton of money. Yeah, yeah that's what I don't get. It's like, it's they're 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 coming into this like they're the big boys when they're really not. And I'm I'm interested to see how this is going to go. I'm I'm really interested to see if this tactic works out for them, or if people or if they alienate enough people that they just finally go, meh, well, you know. You know, I'm 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 all for a, an, an actual you know competitor to to Steam. I mean, we have you know we have G uh, GOG and we have G2A, which is pretty shady. Um, but then we have Epic, and of course you can you can say that we have we've got the the Origin client and so on and so forth. But those are more particular to their own platform, uh, and they don't really branch out beyond that. So while I don't agree with it. I kind of see it as a necessary evil to really compete against what Steam has become and hopefully see Steam improve in, as a result of this. But we'll have to see how that turns out. So when you say Steam improve, what what aspects are you referring to specifically? Uh, you know, so if I look at Steam, the Steam store, right, and I, I'm going through and it's just the, the indie games. It's kind of like the bottom of the bin, like, month in month out when i'm looking at new releases i get dlc flooding the store and games that i i would particularly never uh categorize in in rpg sections like why are there strategy games in my rpg section why are there dating simulators in rpgs and so on and so forth i mean they, they well, have their I mean, own subcategories the there Huh? I mean, I mean, you're taking on yeah. the role. You're, you know, you're taking on the role of somebody who's looking for some putang. But, but are we, are we <laughs> really going to go that far into subcategorizing everything that everything fits in every other category? Because at that point, chess is a war simulator, which means it's an RTS, which means you know, I am technically it's, a, it's technically an RPG because I'm uh, RPing as a as a commander of, of of knights, rooks, and so on and so forth. Are we going to go that far down this this? Uh, micro-defining of the, of the genres. I agree with you on it because it seems like uh, the whole FYE formula for categorizing music yeah. it makes no sense. Yeah, you, you could definitely compare that to, to the music industry and where it has gone as well. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out why I get so many games that involve sexual content and nudity in my in my steam categories one and, and, and so here's the issue right is that 
if you want to play a mature game that's going to have a nudity, you can't sit there and, and, and knock off the, the nudity filter to get rid of the dating sim games, right? Because then you get rid of games like The Witcher 3. You know, that's no longer on there. Cyberpunk 2077, if it ends up on Steam, it's probably going to have nudity in it, which means if you check off that box, you're not going to have that. Not, that game's not going to pop up in your filter because of it. So it's really hard. Like, do, do you just have to put up with it at this point or... How do we handle that? Well, there, I, I get the the bloatware that's out there, and it is it is frustrating. But I mean that I, I I could I could definitely understand that being viewed as a negative. But when I think of Steam, and I think of when when you say things like improvement, Steam over the years has improved significantly. So that's why that's why I was asking you specifically what you mean by improved. I mean. Are, are new features improvements? I mean, in some senses, they they can be, but they can also be detrimental to the overarching platform. How do you mean? Uh, well, Steam Greenlight is a is a new feature, but it has flooded uh, the the marketplace with a lot of, I would say, garbage in terms of <laughs> indie games. Or, you know, why are we getting? you know, two pages of DLC content for a single, you know, Japanese RPG that comes out versus actual releases. Why aren't these put into individual storefronts? So the Greenlight program is gone and anybody can just upload to Steam. Um, The storefront has been addressed by Steam a couple times and they know that it's broken and they're trying to figure out the best way to do it. But is Steam, where you go to actually browse for new upcoming titles, I go to YouTube for the most part, and all the major AAA games, I see that way before I even find them on Steam, because I don't check Steam on their storefront. It's been a garbage shoot for years, I will give you that, but as far as improvements and features, cloud saves are a big one for me. I've really enjoyed that feature. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. I'm not saying that all features are bad. Uh, I'm, I'm just particularly pointing more towards the storefront uh, in, in terms of you know where where is uh, positioned currently today. So I can oh, I can definitely agree with that. There there's a lot of bloatware out there. But on the flip side, like what you just asked, Amok, do I search through Steam and and see for new games? I actually do. I go through my uh, I go through my queue, and I probably go through about twenty or thirty games a day. And there's, and like this one right here that I'm going through right now, this one I'm just going to literally click ignore and move on without looking at another bit of it because it's named Hante something, something, something. I know I don't want to watch that. I know I'm not going to play that. And I understand that I got to go through a metric ton of bloatware, but I find some great gems in here. In fact, that's one of the ways that I found Space Engineers and uh, The Forest. That is true. It, it does give uh, indie developers the, the, the ability to um, release their content. It, it, it's a pro and con at the same time. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I, I can definitely see the con of it because you got to go through so much crap. Like this one, Homeless Simulator 2. <laughs> There's a second That's one? Good. There's That's a good. second one. It's a good game. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's just mostly negative. And I'm watching it, and I can already see that mostly negative is being kind. But like this, Homeless Simulator 2. I'm probably not going to pick that up, even for the 99 cents that it's there for. But here's one, Hunter's Arena Legends. This actually looks pretty interesting. 
This actually looks really say, interesting. Uh, um, on the um, emphasis of like space pilgrims, that's how I found, uh, or space engineers, that's how I found space pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and I totally agree. I, I probably had to go through a thousand games before I found something like Space Engineers. Um, but on the, on the oh, flip dude. side, I found some really, really great games just by sitting here surfing through. That's the wrong homeless simulator. That's just like some weird knockoff one. They, there's an actual pretty fun one that's homeless simulator. Well, like, here's a game that's called One, and this actually looks really interesting. This has got... Not only planetary vehicle driving around, it's got space simulation, as well as it's got first person uh, first person running around with weapons. I mean, this looks actually pretty interesting. This one I'm actually gonna throw on the wish list because it looks pretty good. But no, I can I can totally see like what you mean by improving and maybe trimming down some of this bloatware, this crap that's out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I also see it as a huge advantage. Like if I ever make a game. I mean, chances of that are slim to none, but let's say I actually do make a game. I mean, I'm going to throw it up on Steam. Somebody will buy it. I mean, I've looking through here, looking at some of these games that are out there that are just shit, like Homeless Simulator 2. There were 24 <laughs> reviews on it. That means at least 24 people have played the game. Now, granted, it doesn't necessarily mean that they bought it, but it means they at least played it. Someone out of there bought it. Somebody looked at it and said, oh, 99 cents? Let's do this. How bad could it be? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, kind of like when your friend comes over and says, let's watch Poultrygeist. Yeah, sure. How bad can it be? That fucking movie's amazing. You goddamn know it. <laughs> <laughs> and you, sir, are very guilty of fucking up your own queue with all the porn games when we decided to buy all these <laughs> cheap 25-cent ones for God. Yeah, there was that, too. So I guess I kind of do have to deal with that now, don't okay, I? Okay, okay. I also have to ask, uh, after Poultrygeist, did he make you watch uh, Thanks Killing? No. No. But, like, here's another one. How the, Why the hell am I going to play this game? It's called Hante Arena Battle Royale. <laughs> and literally, all the, the whole trailer is zooming in on poorly polygoned females' asses, oh, and crotches, wearing underwear. Yeah, and they're holding that. guns. Oh, hold on. Now somebody in underwear is running around with a weapon shooting at somebody. I think this is, again, a result of what Demok said. Yeah. Buying all those cheap games. Now, this is only 99 cents, though. I think I'm going to buy this for everyone. <laughs> oh, oh no. I can get a four-pack. Yeah, we're, everybody's getting this. Oh, no. Anywho, shit, now we're getting, di- now we're getting completely diverted here. <laughs> <laughs> next, next, uh, the next new segment here was actually brought up. I think, I think we talked about this a little bit in chat, but it's Spider-Man leaving the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <sighs> uh, yeah, I knew. Uh, like yeah. Damoc, as soon as I said that, I I was waiting for your head to shake because I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, uh, I mean. I haven't seen the new Spider-Man because I just finally got around to watching Endgame. And now I want to watch the new Spider-Man, but I kind of don't because now he's not going to be in the MCU. So here's one of the big things about the new Spider-Man movie. And I read this and I went, oh, that totally makes sense. They didn't let the people who made made Spider-Man Homecoming... They didn't let them read the script to Endgame before they had to write the script and start shooting for the new Spider-Man movie. 
Oh, I can understand why they didn't want to continue with it anymore. Hmm. So it was the last film of the phase, but they didn't let him read the script for Endgame. Well, now I'm confused. If Me too. I mean, the trailer gave away a big spoiler. Well, they're in, like, France or something. No, like, the first five seconds of the trailer tells you who died in Endgame permanently. It did? I didn't know. Oh, well, yeah. Well, like, like, so they do... Rent- I haven't seen it, so fuck you. What, Don't Endgame? Don't say anything. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Endgame? No, I haven't. Pull the earbud out. Okay, so they do reference that Tony Stark dies, but that's like the only reference that they do in the whole movie that I'm aware of after reading all the reviews. Oh, see, I'm going to get it so that I can watch it, but yeah, I know that Tony Stark is dead, and they start the trailer in the first five seconds. I can't believe he's gone. He was blah, 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 and I was like, oh, shit, well, okay, I know Iron Man's dead. Yeah, but, I mean, even if you look at it from the outside and see where uh, Robert Downey Jr. is coming from in terms of how long he's been in the MCU, you know, yeah. that's that, well, that was inevitable. But if you, but the one thing that I said, that I read that really bugged the hell out of me was that they didn't let him read the script. And, and you could, I mean, th- there's a bunch of things that you could infer from just watching the trailers and, and sticking around. And just talking to people from Endgame of what happened, but not really knowing the full story, I think really would hurt any so movie what, that came after it. So one of the biggest things that they had to, to combat against is that a lot of the actors and writers and so on and so forth on set spoiled the movie frequently. Like, uh, who's the who's the actor for... Ruffalo, yeah. The Hulk. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. The, uh, the guy who plays Spider, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, Tom Holland. Tom Holland, he they're they're awful at keeping secrets. So oh, yeah. they 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 refused to give these people scripts. Like they they told them to show up. We're gonna give you your lines to say. You're gonna say them, and that's it. You don't even get to know which way, uh, which portion of the movie this is gonna be put in. Yeah, you don't get to stick around and watch anybody else. You've got to leave. Yeah, which I understand because they literally are the worst at keeping secrets. Mm-hmm. So I I can imagine because I mean that's such a huge franchise you know you want to keep everything you know hush hush so I can understand why some writer uh, why they would want to keep that away from the writers of the of the story man uh, story man Spider Man franchise even I know I just uh, I just so the whole thing really with Spider Man leaving the MCU all comes down to and and no shocker for anybody it all comes down to money um, oh yeah. You know, Disney wanted. Uh, I think. I think it was Disney wanted fifty percent. The, yeah, they wanted to to up the stake on it. Now, if you think about it, Disney really brought. I mean, they 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 were able to make they were able to make a proper Spider Man film. I mean, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but they really were able to make a proper Spider Man film and actually keep the cohesiveness through it. They kept people engaged. They used their other franchises to get people engaged with it so i mean sony had plenty of chances to try and well they didn't do so well they did okay but they didn't do so well once once they actually got disney slash marvel involved with it it yeah they made they made a proper spider-man movie so i wonder if it was the whole you know the whole purpose of it. You know to, to do that bait and switch, get Disney to to regain interest in this in the franchise, and then pull back, uh, pull out, and then start doing their franchises again. 
to kind of restore. Well, they their lost too much. They lost way too much from leaving the MCU. The guy who created the new Spider-Man and had did all of the work to get him in, like they they did the casting, he did all of the development of the movies, and he worked with the actor to do hey. This is how it needs to be. I forget the guy's name. They keep talking about he's the major loss for Sony. But he's like the creative director and did all oh, that yeah. extra work. And yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, just it's it seemed like and I can understand from Disney's standpoint, you know, when they made the first deal, it's like, hey, let's get Spider Man here. And Sony's like, All right, well this works out really well for us, let's do this. And then Disney's like, Well, hell, we did a really great job. We want a more. We want a better cut of this. You know, we're we're putting a lot into this, and you know, you're making a lot of money, and we're not making so much of it. So we want our cut. And I can understand Disney coming back and saying that. Now, some of the things that happened afterwards, like for instance, Stanley's daughter coming out and saying, "Yep, screw Disney." Now, I, and I can understand, you know, her point of view, but when she says Disney did nothing for her father. I just think at the end of Endgame, where I stayed after and they had this whole, it was like a 15-minute segment on Stan Lee, like all the stuff Stan did. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was really cool. I stuck around for that. As soon as I heard that there was something special afterwards that had to do with Stan Lee, I'm like, oh shit, I'm sticking around for this. I'm assuming that Disney did that, that it wasn't it wasn't Sony or somebody else saying, hey, we're going to do this and pop this up at the end of Endgame. I'm assuming that Disney did that. So uh, we would have to get more information that, from that from her, but you know, what what does she mean by that in terms of n- not doing anything for her uh, for for Stanley? Because he's been in a a cameo and and you know, kind of a reference to all the the material. Yeah, both uh, live action and uh, animated. Yeah. yeah so she, she mentioned that, and she even kind of like snubbed her nose at it from what I was reading in the different articles. And, and what what I read in the articles was they didn't do anything for him except for some lousy cameos. And I'm like, well, what do you mean lousy cameos? They they literally went out of their way to incorporate this man into every film in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Even after he passed, I mean, they they had you know they they did uh, those. I think they had a mural in one of the movies and so on and so forth. Well, in Deadpool yeah. two, they couldn't actually get him into the movies, but they had a mural of Stan Lee instead. Mm, okay. But you know, yeah, just... I don't know where she's coming from at all. And to be fair, Disney doesn't have to do anything to with Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. But Fuck, I Dis- joke trying to say to be fair. <laughs> nice. But no, I mean Disney doesn't have to do anything for Stanley at all. They're not entitled to. They bought Marvel. They Very bought true. the properties that they could use. They bought a whole bunch of it. They own it. It's theirs. They still incorporated all of the Stan Lee stuff. And they're still doing it. He's got, what, so many more cameos that are already pre-filmed and done? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and I get what you're saying, that they don't have to do anything. But it's one of those things of you, you kind of tip your hat. And and, I, and, and honestly, and those, those cameos are the, the hat tipping that I would expect for the guy who created it. You know, you don't necessarily... I mean, from everything that I read, and I could be wrong, so before anybody gets angry at me, I could be wrong here, but everything that I read, Stanley was pretty okay with all yeah. of the Marvel story, all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that came out and all the stories. I think there were some that he's like, well, I wouldn't have quite gone that way, but it works. 
Yeah. But it's... then again, that's Stan Lee. I mean, he's always been that kind of guy of like, mm-hmm. hey, look, if it works, go ahead, run with it. Do it. Yeah. Okay, great. So so I guess the question is, is for her, what, what do you mean by that? You know, what, what, what could they do to to really credit Stanley more more so. Well, I think I think where the bugs up her ass about it is that when she, when Stan passed, Sony reached out and was like, you know, hey, we're really sorry for your loss, blah blah blah, and I guess Disney didn't. Hmm. I guess we got to uh inundate her like we did we Bullens if we get a go eat a dick. No, no. No, I I have a I have a fiery passionate hate for Uwe Boll. I don't really hate this woman. I mean, honest, to be perfectly honest, and, and this is just drunk Cecil talking, I really think that she's just trying to get her name in the, you know, like, oh, well, my father wouldn't have liked this. Well, you know what? No offense. Fuck you. You have no clue what your father would say. From from the looks of it, it looks like you were so far removed that you're just trying to get your way into the spotlight and using his name and riding his coattails. Speak for yourself. If you want to speak and, for yourself, uh, I will listen to you and then say, okay, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. Maybe we can make some difference here. Maybe we can make a change. But using somebody else's name like that, uh, no respect for me. Stan Lee had no issues on any of the movies that were produced by Disney and Marvel. He did not like Doctor Doom in Fantastic Four, and he did not like Daredevil. Well, not fuck you, Stan. I love Daredevil. God damn uh. it. Wait, hold on, so, hold on, hold on. Yeah, which which Daredevil are we talking about? We're talking about ben Netflix? Affleck. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, that's fine. I thought you were talking about yeah. Netflix. So, yeah, I mean, at that point, that's not even Disney's fault. <laughs> no, Disney had nothing to do with those movies. <laughs> no, but, and, and you know, I can understand from her standpoint of, oh, well, you know, Disney didn't reach out and, and give condolences. Well, look, if, you know, who were you expecting at Disney? Were you expecting Walt Disney to come back from the fucking dead and be like, I'm really sorry about Stan's passing. I'm going to go get him a beer. <laughs> you know, what What? what no, did you Walt's actually too busy expect? flogging Cuban boys. Now, I guess I'm just getting, I guess I'm just getting worked up because I, I hate, I, I, I dislike a lot when people try to use other people's names and say, oh, well, this person wouldn't like it. Well, when that person's dead, now, how the hell are you on, speaking for? Hold on. Um, now, what about the whole thing with uh, the Quentin Tarantino and uh, Sharon Lee? I may be too drunk, but what's she talking about? Um, the portrayal of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's portrayal of um, Bruce Lee. I'm completely fucking flatlining, dude. All right. <laughs> I, I literally am completely flatlining. I now have to go well, back and watch it, though, because uh, I feel I missed something. No, it's a it's a very recent movie. I think it's still in theaters. But um yeah, the portrayal of Bruce Lee is kind of in a arrogant fashion and Sharon Lee had a big old stick up her butt about it. I mean it's it's sure um playing off of like probably a stereotype or two, but what uh uh thing in the seventies wasn't playing off a stereotype kind of trope. Well, yeah, it's what sold, it's what sold money or sold tickets, it's what made money. No, I guess I got to watch it. I, 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 um, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm, I'm going to find out. Emergency movie night. There we go. Yeah, emergency <laughs> movie night. We got to go find it and watch it. Now, I guess I'm just, I just, I, I read the article and and 
and then I, I found other articles that I started reading. And I tried, you know, I, I do my best, but I'm human. And I do my, my best not to pass judgment on, like, my first impressions. But, man, that first article I read, it really just seemed like like she was like she was trying to speak for somebody else like oh dude she sounds like a bitch she's quoted quoted saying when my father died no one from marvel or disney reached out to me from day one they have commoditized so you say that my father's work and never shown him or his legacy any respect or decency in the end no one could have treated my father worse than Marvel and Disney executives. Yeah, and that's where I'm looking uh, at it going, what the hell does that mean? Like, you can't watch a Marvel movie and not know about Stan Lee. And I, I kind of feel that they've taken creative liberty to really come as close as they could to the materials, you know, within the limitations of what you know, live action can do with, uh, within Hollywood. Or at least the feeling of the material. Right. You know, it is more down to earth. I mean, it's not uh, as absurd as it could have been with the Infinity Stones and whatnot, but hmm. they they went there. They were going there compared to like the original movies with like Iron Man. Yeah, like the original Iron Man movie. When when I watched that original Iron Man movie, I, I thought full on in my head, shit, this could happen. Like we have enough technology. Somebody could do this. Somebody could make an mm-hmm. Iron Mongol suit. Somebody could make an Iron Man suit. This could happen. I could see this happening. Granted, Thor, I didn't quite see that one happening, but then again, that's where they started getting a little bit more fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, Iron Man, looking at it, it definitely felt like, okay, this this, this could be a thing. But, but at no point in time, out of every single one of those movies, it was always, oh, hey, this is Stan Lee's work. Yeah. Especially in the first, what was the first Iron Man movie? They made him, they made him be like Hugh Hefner or something, or they made him, uh, made him for like like the mistake yeah. of, hey Hef, how you doing? It turns around it's Stan Lee. I mean, come on, how friggin' awesome is that? And how could you demonize Marvel, which has really made the MCU shine, when you can compare it to both Sony and Fox, who have more or less just made movies to simply keep the IP, to keep that contract running? Yeah, shit all over it. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the Fantastic Four. So now we get a... Oh, which one? All of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, so like we've got we've got how many Fantastic Fours and how many of them were actually good. Uh, Disney didn't create any, of them, create any of them, but you know what Disney did do? They're going to buy it and try to do something proper with it now. I hope so. Yeah. There's a lot of material for the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of material. Like, let's. They bought Fantastic Four. They bought X Men. There mm-hmm. is so much history and material that you can go with that. And now that they've got the Cree, and they've already worked into the whole like you know off the planet shit. Now that they've got that, it's like the the sky's the friggin' limits. Now they can actually do a proper Phoenix movie. Yeah. Now I'm gonna go off on a side tangent because they did they purchase Fox? I guess my first question: Did they purchase Fox? Or did they purchase the individual licenses from Fox? How did that deal go down? They purchased Fox. Yeah, okay. they purchased Fox on all of its subsidiaries, so they got all the licensing. Can we see like a proper Alien reboot or or continuation of that series too? Do you think they're going to do a a nice remake of that. As long as they don't do a friggin' Alien versus Predator with that pet <laughs> alien coming out of those pregnant women, I mean, I'm all for it. 
uh, and it'll come out and I'll do a musical number because <laughs> it's Disney. So I was actually really happy with Pr- Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. Now, I know oh, a lot yeah. of people weren't, and, and that's okay. Everybody's got different opinions. But I was really happy because they kind of – they now, yes, they gave you the information about the alien origin that nobody asked for. Well, fuck yeah. it. I was yeah. asking for it. I wanted to know. I, w- I was super interested in it. I kind of enjoy it. I almost liken it to, like, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. You know? uh, that's what I got from both Prometheus and, and Covenant. That, that really dug deep into it. So, but I want to see a continuation of the franchise, not so much prequels now. I, I, I would love to see where they're going to go with it. I, I would. So, I love the books, and I would love to see maybe some of the ideas from those books come out. You know, like mm-hmm. Earth Hive, Genocide, I, I, Berserker. I would love to see some of those books make their way into the cinematic universe, since now we've got the technology to do it. Mm hmm. But yeah, um, Ko and I were talking, uh, what was it, like a week and a half, two weeks ago um, on possibilities. Oh, yeah. And they could totally cover like the um, uh, X-Men Shi'ar thing mm-hmm. from like when Cecil and I were growing up where the, uh, the Phoenix was rising. Mm-hmm. Dude, I would, I would kill, and I mean <laughs> literally kill someone with my bare hands to watch the fatal attraction series mm-hmm. that that whole that whole comic book arc i would literally kill someone with my bare hands just to be able to witness that in a cinematic uh, scene i mean hell friggin asteroid m charles xavier getting a a, a fucking psionic suit him and gene gray literally lobotomizing Magneto because he pulls all the animantium out of out of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that right there, just to see them pull that off physically on screen. That one's going straight to R. <laughs> and and uh, then uh, and that one movie with uh, Sabretooth dragging his uh, animantium skeleton through, what was it, the Sahara? Mm-hmm. Or, you know what? I'd love to see the Ultimates version of Hulk versus Wolverine, where literally the Hulk rips Wolverine in two and throws his legs up a mountain. And all yes. you hear is Logan bitching and complaining as he's climbing this mountain with his upper torso to go get to his legs. And he finally gets them. And then all you see is Hulk sitting there, like surrounded by women and drinking a huge goblet. And the door opens and he goes. You threw my legs up a fucking mountain. <laughs> that scene right there, that would blow my mind. If I saw that on cinema, my brain would just explode out of my head. It would be like that Terry Crews commercial for Old Spice. It would just come <laughs> out of my head, come next to me, and I'd look at it and be like, no! And then I'd just start talking in gibberish. I think we digressed a bit from Spider-Man leaving the MCU, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a deep subject, though. No, but I, you know, I I hope that Sony and Disney can work something out and keep Spider-Man in that in that whole fold. I hope I'm not really hopeful, but I hope. Um, I think what it'll eventually boil down to is Sony will just keep making films just to keep the franchise, and then that'll be it. You know, until Disney gets so big that buys up Sony or or vice versa. Yeah, I just I just find it hard that they 
they wouldn't accept the fifty percent deal because you have one character. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like. I mean, and literally, Marvel was making. Like, that's what blows my mind. Is Marvel was doing so much of the work. Disney was doing so much of the fucking work. Um, on the whole thing of Disney buying Sony, if that were to happen, would we end up getting Disney Playstations? Uh, no, but every game would be Kingdom Hearts. I'd be done with Fair that. Enough. It's only I mean, been like be okay 10 years. Ah, oh, shit. All right. Um, last topic that we had to talk about here, or at least last uh, last news article that I found. Did did you guys read the article about that Texas town being hit by ransomware? Yes. Uh, yes, I did. How fucked up is that? Like, just seriously, how fucked up is that? Uh, is pretty fucked up. Um, but even more so, a town in Florida paid the ransom. And you know, I and I've always been an advocate for keep the internet free not not free as in like doesn't cost anything but keep the keep the internet free of like just crackdown and regulations and shit like that but man shit like this happens and i just go maybe we do need people to maybe maybe we need digital cops like 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 we need tron we we need we need digital cops roaming around out there finding the rogue programs and just dispatching them with extreme prejudice <laughs> Or the, well, there goes uh, Waifu. <laughs> yeah, I can't search anymore. People will show up at my house. Uh, you have, uh, you violated Article 16, Section B of the Internet ruling. You can't search Waifu through Google. Oh, fuck. No, D- Damoc, did you, did you get a chance to read through this? No, I'm actually looking for it. Which one is it in? What the fuck news? Yeah, it's in, it's in mm-hmm. what the fuck news. So, I'm gonna read through it now, but yeah. <laughs> so just 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 a cliff notes of it. So it was uh, it was a Texas town. Oh, pardon me, as I burp up a little bit too much IPA. And this town in Texas was nailed by uh, by ransomware. Like, I think it was what was it like, twenty five or twenty or twenty five? Hold on, where the hell is this thing? Twenty three. Right there on the thing. Twenty three. It's right there on the fucking headline. Why don't you just read the headline, dude? Uh, so 23 Texas towns were, were hit by this ransom. That's 23 towns. Towns, mind you. Not not like 23 people, but 23 towns were hit with ransomware. Why did Florida pick it up to pay the ransom? But yeah, so it literally it was uh, so $600,000 worth of Bitcoin this Florida town paid to, you know, so to get So it wasn't out of just Texas. Apparently... Texas, New York, Louisiana, Maryland, and Florida all got multiple cities hit by it. Texas was just the largest with 23. You're, you're muted, Cecil. Yeah. Uh, Riviera Beach, uh, Lake City, Baltimore, uh, all these different places were hit. Now, if, for, for those of you who are listening who don't know what ransomware is, because there might be somebody who doesn't, Ransomware is where your computer gets hijacked by a malicious piece of software and it, it, it can do anything from encrypting your entire machine to just locking you out so that you can't physically do anything. But what it does is it literally hijacks your machine and says you have to pay this amount of money to this location to unlock your machine 
or we're going to delete everything or encrypt everything and not allow you to get access or something like that. There's all sorts of different ways that it goes. Where I saw ransomware mostly was a bunch of the hospitals were being attacked. Like there was a hospital out in California that was that was held for ransom, and I, I think they ended up paying like something something around sixty or seventy thousand dollars to get their machines unlocked because it literally brought the hospital to a grinding halt. And, I, and you know I'm all for using the internet to make money, however you feel fit. However, when you're doing shit like this, God, I, I hope that I find you. I, I hope that <laughs> I meet you. I hope that I'm sitting there in a bar one day and you're talking about how, oh, yeah, I held up this whole town with some software and, and they had to pay me like $100,000 because I will walk up to you and kick you square in the nuts. Or, well, in the ovaries, depending on, I don't know, I'll kick you in the front butt if you if you happen to identify that way. Or in the missiles if you're a, an Apache attack helicopter. I don't know. Whatever you identify as, I will kick you in the place that's the most sensitive. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, guys? Uh, I'm reading the article now, and it doesn't say that anybody's paid any of it. No, there's a new article that I think talked about Florida plan- for Florida paying if you search in for it a bit. Okay, because Florida may have paid for its stuff, but they're not saying what exactly was attacked. So I think they were ambiguous for that on purpose. So I think they were they were trying not to like like the hospital attacks they were saying specifically hospitals were attacked but I think in this situation they were trying to be a bit ambiguous in the article. Yeah, you at don't least want a any, couple articles I read. You want an accidental bystander to go clicking on these websites or downloading whatever they had downloaded to get infected at that point. Well, also I think they're trying to reduce the amount of panic. True. Right. You don't want to uh, blatantly advertise. Hey, you're. Uh, Social security numbers because it in the state it attacked uh, the social security or uh, you know some other state um, entity got all your personal information and they're holding it ransom. Well, that's you don't want to make people panic on well, that. Well, that's the fun part is that typically ransomware does not get the information; it just locks your computer down. It doesn't send the information off anywhere. Mm-hmm. It just locks your computer down so that you can't physically get it. But I could definitely see panic ensuing if they're like, oh. You know, this number or this this hospital was attacked with ransomware or this office, this government official office or this government office was attacked by ransom. Oh, they they actually say there are more articles that do it. Um, <laughs> Atlanta got hit with hospitals. New York got hit with hospitals. There you go. Texas, Texas got hit with their public library system. It Not the library. Of, um, that was an interesting one. Um, but the one in Atlanta affected the most people, even though it was just the one city that got hit and it not. Okay. So did the department of public safety got hit? A major hospital got hit. The police department got hit. So yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, as, as I said, man, like I'm all for making money, however you possibly can, but man, like, how many people do you got to hurt? I, like, how, how? I don't know if they're hurting anyone. Dude, I would argue that they're not actually hurting anyone. So I, I would definitely argue that they are because the hospitals, when they ransomware those computers and they shut Mommy, them down. Mommy, daddy, stop it. No, no, but, but no, hear me out for a second. So when they, when they, when they lock down hospitals with ransomware, it locks down computers that do CT scans, MRIs that run the entire ED system 
that run the entire hospital record system. So people, like, literally, they can't do CT scans. They can't do echoes. They can't do MRIs. And the file share system between hospitals, too, that network shut down. Well, yeah, but like agreed, but, agreed. But, but like that, the file sharing part. OK, so I can't get my medical record from this hospital to that. Yes. Well, that will harm me. It's not nearly as detrimental as I'm having an MI. And now I need to go get a CT or I need to go get an MRI to see where where this clot might be. And I can't because they physically can't do it. That's where people die. Okay, and I can see that, and I understand that that is a large concern, and the value of human life is a you know massive value, and it does directly harm some individuals, but in the overall grand scheme, I think it's pretty telling that hospitals, police departments, public safety, libraries, guys... What fucking year is this, and how far behind is that technology? Oh, agreed. 100% agreed. That somebody could get a hold and ransom and, and lock down an entire CT lab or an entire uh, cardiovascular lab or, an, you know, or, you know, that, 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 that is susceptible in that way. It, it, it really, honestly, so I was bitching and complaining about meaningful use stage one and two forever ago. I understand now why those were being enforced and why they were put in place. I fully agree with it. Yes, because shit like this happens and it's because, you know, it's because literally they're just being said, they're, they're just being told, yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want to do. And until somebody says you have to do this, people aren't going to do it. It's fuck. I'm going to get all political. So I'm going to stop now. Anyway, uh, it's all good. I got you. It's one of those. And it's not going to be political, but uh, look at it at the entire ransom that was paid that did unlock everything um, for at least Lake City in Florida, because Florida did pay, was $460,000 in Bitcoin. And let's say that this had been, uh, well, this was obviously just probably a random group of people, but that opens us up to state-hosted cyber attacks. We need to start securing shit now. And we're pointing out the vulnerabilities and they're still giving the option to unlock the shit. And they are giving forth the codes to unlock. What happens when it's somebody who doesn't give a fuck that wants to take down the entire infrastructure? Exactly. Yeah, what what happens when, when it's not somebody trying to make money, somebody just trying to create havoc? I mean, that's the thing that's terrifying to me is that, I mean... Let's let's just for argument's sake, okay? Damoc, you and me, we're driving over in a death trap called a, a Sportage that happens to have the back brake lockup on it, and we get into a horrible, horrific accident. We get rushed to the local hospital. While we're at that hospital, they're like, "Wow, there's some there's some major pressure building in Damoc's brain. We've got to get them into a CT right now and find out where this pressure is so we can relieve said pressure." All of a sudden, you go to get in there, and they get hit by ransomware, and they can't do it. And they're they're in between that part of, we're getting them the money. Like, we're collecting the money to get it to them, but we haven't gotten to them yet. You're dead. Um, because I have a living will, and I've accepted death. Uh, I know other people have not, and I understand where your point is. Yeah. I know where you're going yeah, for. Yeah. And I, I agree, for the most part. Uh, using me as the example is the bad example, because... <laughs> Fuck it, dude. If I die tomorrow, I die tomorrow. Honestly, that's what it is. 
But 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 my point is is that I mean you get my point. You know, somebody hits there. Somebody hap- it happens to get hit right at the time that you need that vital service, and there's nothing there's nothing that that hospital can do to get it there quicker. The only thing that they can do is have secured or hardened their shit beforehand. And a lot of these places, they just aren't doing it because they're not being forced to. And that's the thing that drives me absolutely fucking nuts. Why the hell are they waiting so long? Why are they waiting for somebody to tell them, you have to do this versus money. just doing it? I, I know it's money, but it... it... Uh, there is a site that I uh, work at. Pornhub? Uh, yes. I work at Pornhub. Um, <laughs> they got hit and they, um, are now shelling out, uh, multi-millions of dollars to upgrade their entire, um, digital infrastructure. And, well, it kind of hurt the other contracted, uh, stuffs within the building because well now they just shelled out all this money and well they're cutting i mean that's cutting a lot of stuff that's a that's a fault of the company this i mean this this is neglect on a, on a large scale for these exactly individual places i mean and now they're having to pay the price and that was going to be my point is that if they had done it right in the first place or as this stuff was being sent out they said okay well let's start hardening this shit let's take some preemptive action on this instead of just going ah it's not my problem they're not gonna hit us nah it's not my problem they're not gonna hit us it's it's like you guys remember you guys remember the uh the ransomware that hit all of those linux servers Mm -hmm. uh several years ago yep and there had been a patch for it out for more than like four years yep that would have stopped it, mm-hmm. and it shut down all of those damn commerce servers from everything because they were too lazy to patch the fucking servers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. My my point exactly. A little it's, touch of preemptiveness, and you could have resolved all of this. I mean, this is it's the same issue. It's like it's ignorance. You know, it's the same issue when you're not upgrading your operating system to the newest iteration. Yes. Windows 10 isn't what you like. There's there's additional features that you know that you don't like that you know Windows 7 has, but Windows 7's outdated. They're no yeah, longer like, supporting it. Why the it. fuck can't I change the audio on my <laughs> on my Microsoft Edge to play through my headphones instead of constantly playing through my goddamn speakers? Well, we have Chrome and other opera, uh, you know browsers. Yeah, why for the that. fuck are you using Edge, man? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Edge is dead, by the way, officially. Okay, because I like dead things. Okay, don't judge me. <laughs> oh, like dead things too. You're playing Diablo One, where the rest of us have moved on to Diablo Two, Lord of Destruction. You know, we're on the expansion pack already. You're like, no, guys, that game is stupid. But you're on Diablo Two. I'm on Diablo Three, motherfucker. Dude, get in dude, the future. The Hellfire expansion for Diablo One was fucking amazing. Don't you judge me. You didn't even fucking play. I, I showed you the box when you were here, dick. <laughs> Diablo? No one plays Diablo anymore. It's all about that Path of Exile. Yeah, I got a buddy that literally did that. We were all playing Diablo 2 when it came out, and he's like, no, Diablo 1 is so much better. Then we got the expansion to Diablo 2, Lord of Destruction, and he's like, uh, I guess I'll start playing original Diablo 2, because I guess it is kind of cool. Then we all went to Diablo 3, and he's like, no, I'm just going to get the expansion for Diablo 2, because it's so much better than Diablo 3. 
I would all agree. he heard was cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah, all I, I, I can say that I, I prefer Diablo 2 much more than I preferred Diablo 3. Uh, I, I was not a fan of it. Yeah, but he's one of those... He's a good guy at heart, but likes to purposely stay behind the times and yeah. claim the games are way better. In, in oh, this man, case, the he's right. Like eighties are way better, dude. Okay, Seriously. look, Starflight blows everything away, and I don't want to hear <laughs> another word about it. Okay. Well, fuck you, man. Come on, Microsoft freelancer, dude. Man. No, Starflight no, no, way better. Missing it. We do not need expanded memory. We can all go and play. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> <laughs> you brought it back. Nice. And it was extended memory that I said we needed. Expanded memory was actually was available during Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. So I was wrong. It was expanded memory, not extended memory. And I'm okay with saying that. See? I'm wrong. It's okay. It's okay with being wrong. But the thing I'm not wrong about, because I'm not going to drink another fucking fifth of Jim Beam as fast as I did last time, is we've got questions. And I'm going to get into no. these questions. No, we don't. Yes, we, we missed do. a huge fucking news article. Which one? I'm getting, I've been pumped for this all goddamn night. Which one? Cyberpunk 2077 gets 15 minutes of gameplay footage On August at 30th. GamesCon next fucking week. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. It's August 30th, man. It's not, it's, it's not even near there. Yeah. I'm going to hold off. I'll build the hype until then. Yeah, we're totally going to get into that after we drink see your it. high life, rub one out, bitch. Yeah, yeah, just keep drinking. Uh, out. This high life is so fucking bad, dude. <laughs> Isn't it the same as like, any other high life? <laughs> well, Zyber, I, I hope you're accepting his apology because while it was a great yeah. gag, yeah, man, he's, he's suffering. I mean, he's barely, he's barely touched that thing. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> That's pretty bad, since normally during a show, he's pounded down about two or three times that. I know, right? And he drinks freaking PBR. Hey, whoa. whoa, whoa. I like PBR. Yeah, don't, don't you be dissing PBR. High Life does not compare to PBR. I mean, look, you can see through that damn bottle. I can still read his shirt through that damn bottle. <laughs> you can. That's, that's, that's not beer. That's just like, that's Swill. water with a little piss in it. <laughs> Anywho, so we got a couple questions. Thankfully, we only got two. Uh, one actually came from you, Zyver. And the question is, yes. were UMDs a pass or fail to the handheld evolution? UMDs? Uh, the disc things that came with PSPs. Ooh. So, honestly, I don't know that they... So, I, 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 I want to chime in on this first. I don't know... I. I don't want to say that they were a fail in the handheld market. I think that they were a part of the evolution because GameCube went with those small discs and GameCube mm-hmm. did very, very well with it. And at the time when the PSP came out, disc technology was still very, very prevalent. So I think that it, was, it wasn't necessarily a fail for the handheld market. However, I think it was probably the wrong idea at the hand for the handheld market. Yeah, I mean, we, like I think it was something that they had to try. Enough. Not necessarily was it super successful, no, but it was something that they had to try because it was being it, it, it was successful for the GameCube, which was not a handheld. I know, 
and it had its limitations because it would have disc skip and all that other bullshit. But I thought that they, I thought the PSP did a really great job at handling skips and whatnot, so that it wasn't really that detrimental. Yeah, but, but that's we, my opinion. I'm curious on what you guys think. We we essentially reverted back to cartridges with, with the Switch. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah, well, so well, I mean, I mean, well, Nintendo reverted of... to cartridges with the with the 3DS and the 2DS, so they were kind yeah. of already back that way. Yeah, and uh, I mean, cartridges is, is a is a broad term. They're they're essentially SSDs, uh, little you know, SD chips. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're stable enough to to utilize as a video game cartridge nowadays. Yeah, and the disc I can see, you know, while it's high capacity compared to some of those cartridges, but some of those cartridges are getting pretty up there in capacity. But it, but the discs, I think, still. I think Blu-ray discs still outmatch for for cost-wise. Yeah. Um, cartridges in that fashion. Yeah. What does a two hundred gig SD chip cost? Or SD card cost? Well, for my camera, I buy uh, one twenty-six cards at uh, twenty-nine. Bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's about fifty bucks for a for a two fifty-six. Yeah. So I mean, if you imagine that, you know, by comparison to a CD, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's retail. If you if you say cut that in a quarter, that's still, I think for, I I was getting, back before Blu-rays were out, I was getting DVDs and DVD uh, dual layers for about fifteen cents a piece. Uh huh. Yeah, but so, you. so yeah, if you if you kind of put that into perspective, you're selling a sixty dollar game. The media itself costs you fifteen cents, versus an SD card. Which I think is still on. I I don't think I even on on wholesale that you could get them that cheap. I think there were still there were still a lot more that went into them than that. Do you think we'll see SD cards for video games for like the PS Five and Xbox insert? No, I think we're gonna go all digital. I, I, think, I honestly think that it's gonna it's gonna start shifting that way. I think like, I think digital is too taxing on the individual consoles in terms of like storage space look at look at video games we're getting on consoles now arc survival evolved is like 80 gigs gta 5 is almost 100 gigs just to download the single game like that that's an entire hard drive right there well yeah but but the but the drives that they're sending out now are, are are two and three terabyte drives with the new systems are they okay yeah so, you get so like 10 I mean, games. those drives are getting much, much larger as the technology advances. I, w- I thought that uh, modern disc games were just a loader for what it downloads. Yeah, yes a lot of no. a lot of the stuff is installed on the on the hard drive. You're for for for. I don't want to say. I want to. I'll say it. For a majority of games, the disc itself is really meant as a DRM and then a, a state where it loads most of it onto the hard drive. At least most of my games that I have are that way. Yeah, I think the the first game that I really realized that uh, was really DRM was when I downloaded Call of Duty Black Ops. I think it was like 2012 when that came out. Stayed outside. I think they had an early release at GameStop and uh, got home, popped that CD in the computer, and it goes straight to the Steam page and downloads Steam. <laughs> I already had that on my computer, buddy. Yeah, so... I mean, with the advances of technology, I, I really think... Like, the PSP Go, as far back as it was, was way ahead of its time. Like, it was just so stupid far ahead of its time. It just... The, the public was not ready for it. Mm-hmm. Even though that's... So, 
that's the thing that like really blows my mind is if you take a look back at the different things that people have done and the different things that companies have done, there were companies that were so far ahead of its time and they just, they hit the market like, like they knew what was coming and they saw it coming down the pipe, but they just, the rest of the people didn't, weren't caught up yet. Like I'll take uh yeah, like the UMD there. Um, like take the PS3 when they marketed that thing, they were marketing it as a multimedia device. It was going to do all this other shit as well as play games. They're like, Oh, it's going to do this. It's going to do this. And it's going to play games. And everybody fucking melted down. They're like, we just want to play games. And Xbox came in and said, Hey, our, our shit plays games. And Xbox like took off because their shit played games. Mm-hmm. What do you got cyber? Dreamcast did that too. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of people that were stupid ahead of their time. And then look at what we have now. My PS3 that sits in my front room is almost exclusively used for watching content, for streaming content on that TV. Yep. I mean, there are Roku devices that are literally just dedicated to that. There are TVs that have it built in, that literally the TV just streams stuff. And that's the thing that blew me away is that when the PS3 was being released, they were so far ahead thinking, oh shit, this is what they're going to do. They're like, hey guys, guess this is what we're going to do. And everybody's like, that's not what we're going to do. And now we flash forward to today. Well, that's what we're doing. (laughs) So I just find that, you know, and I just, I revert back to that PS Go of like, hey, this this PSP Go is, is just all download. All it is is download. You can't actually plug a UMD into it. Everybody flipped their fucking shit. Oh no, I've got to be able to load in my game. I want to physically plug it in. Well, now if you look at the way the state of games are going, we're literally drifting down that path of You already did state of games. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> but but if you look at how it's going, we're already drifting down that path. I mean, how many how many games are in your Steam library, Damoc? Uh, let's not talk about that. Ballpark. <laughs> I've over 300 just in Steam and Okay. another Stop, stop. Just in Steam. 300. Koa. How many games you got in Steam? Maybe 75. Zyber, how many games you got in Steam? A little over 530. Okay, now let's go back around the room. Damoc, how many physical games do you have at your house? I just cleaned out my storage, so there's probably like 50 games. Okay, Koa, how many physical games do you have in your house? Probably 20. Okay, Zyber, now you're going to be the oddity because you're a collector. How many physical games do you have in your house? Um, somewhere around 300, 400. Okay. So you're you're the oddball out here, but from the majority, a majority of you have a Steam library that is significantly larger than whatever your physical library is. So you're already down that path of all digital. Mm-hmm. You just haven't quite made it all the way there. And that's just, you know, the PSP Go. That's just where it was going. That's where they were saying everything was going. We're already, like, we're already touching that with with what Xbox is doing, or sorry, what, what Microsoft is doing and what Sony is doing with the with their, you know, Xbox Gold membership and PSP or uh, PS Plus, where they're giving you free digital games every single month. They're already, like, what people don't realize is that's their way of pushing you down this digital, like, Avenue. Alley, like yeah. you, you're you're being forced down it, and you don't even realize it. And that's the part that I love. I definitely realize it, and and, I, and my concern is that you know, let's say a good portion of people, let's say that it does go true digital. How many people is that actually going to significantly affect? Because 
look at the bandwidth, you know, infrastructure for the United States. You know, downloading a hundred plus gig game these days for like a AAA title, it, that's a huge. Especially uh, if you've got frame. a data cap. Uh huh. Like yeah. talking to some of the people in Canada, they've got a data cap. So when they get a new game that that comes out, and they're like, "Oh crap, it's an eighty gigabyte download." That's that's my that that's twice my entire month's allotted yeah. download. So like Q four rolls around, and you got the new PS five, and you got like five games you've purchased. Oh, well, which oh, one yeah. do I want to download for the month or two months? Because I I can't download them all. Otherwise, I'm going to be paying premiums. Exactly. And that, that's when you uh, bring your system to a library or something with a portable screen. <laughs> oh, Fair man. enough. All right, next question, because uh, we're already running way friggin' late like normal. Um, and this one was actually punted out by Vintage. Who would win in a fight, Captain America Endgame versus Professor Hulk Endgame? Oh, Professor Hulk. Really? Yeah, Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk, really? Yeah, I don't right, think I'm, Captain I'm America Why? has the, the level of strength that the Hulk does. He's more well. First of all, Professor Hulk's more intelligent. He he, he's not just blind rage at this point. So now he's the intelligence with the muscle. Okay. And he's also the strongest uh, Avenger. Okay. So does your answer change if Captain America is wielding Mjolnir? That no. didn't that didn't state it in the question. It did. It did. It's actually the second part. Of oh, the with Mjolnir. No, no, no. So, so the first part of the question was Captain America Endgame versus Professor Hulk Endgame. And then the second part of the question is, does your answer change if Cap is wielding? Oh, okay. What do you got, Zyber? I say no because, like, um, in a certain Thor comic, um, Cap can be holding it. Guess what? Uh, the Hulk can be holding his hand, holding the <laughs> Mjolnir, and hitting him with it. That is true. <laughs> That is true. Quit hitting yourself. Quit hitting yourself. Exactly. He did that to Thor. (laughs) Okay. Good point. Good point. I think you win. I don't know. What do you say, Damak? I already had this discussion at work and I already said Hulk. Am I the only one who's got Cap's back on this? I I think so. Captain America is a weak hero. He he is. I mean, he's super strong by comparison to... um, the average human. So intelligence, I'll, I'll give you that. The Hulk, the Professor Hulk would definitely have intelligence. However, huh. because he's not fighting with that blind rage, I think that's going to be a detriment to him because Captain America is a trained fighter and he's fought a lot. Yeah, but... I think that would yeah. give Captain advantage. No. But no, look at, because if, uh, if the Professor Hulk, is Hulk quite durable. Yeah, but if the Professor Hulk took enough serious damage, then regular Hulk just takes over and goes blind rage. Not, they didn't show that in the in the movie, so it's not it's not that he takes serious be damage. That is true. Uh, the Hulk in any one of the forms, um, if he gets too pissed off, guess who takes over? But but they but we never we can't assume that that's what's going to happen in Endgame because they never showed that they only well, showed the the Bruce Banner Professor Hulk always having control <laughs> the entire time. Then I still say you know the Hulk grabs Steve by the hand holding Mjolnir, 
Stop hitting yourself. See, Stop hitting yourself. I can't really speak on this because I want to play the little devil's advocate, but Cyber, you haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. No, but I can see where Cyber's coming from because in the comic books, mm-hmm. yes, if, if no matter what, if the Hulk gets pissed off enough, you know, it, it turns into Hulk smash. But, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think you guys are, are underplaying Cap. Because Cap, even in the comic books, Cap has been able to take out people well above his power band because of his resourceful thinking and his abilities to... But if we go, if we look at Cap versus Thanos in, in Infinity Wars, Cap couldn't even touch Thanos, right? You know, he, but he, he was struggled. able to hold him back. Not really. Like it was for a few seconds. Well, well, the Hulk went toe to toe with him for like a minute or two. Uh, no, the Hulk got his ass kicked. Yeah, but initially in the fight, you know, he was wailing on Thanos, even though it didn't really reflect on that. I'm gonna turn that around. Cap got his butt kicked within a couple seconds, and Thanos wasn't even trying. He just like reaches down and just like, yeah, you're holding back my, you know, my hand, but. Come on now. Yeah, okay. All right. I mean, if you're going by physical strength there, okay. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think the, the Hulk, it's just... I, I know. know. You know what? You know, actually, I think I think you guys have changed my mind. So if, if it's Professor Hulk, yeah, he's not just that blind rage. I, I, think, I think it would be Steve Rogers, like, beating on him and him going around going like, hey, look, you're, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> Look, stop. No, just, okay, look, I know you, look, hitting my, hitting my nuts isn't going to help. It's just, you, now you broke your hand. Okay, so now you, now you broke your hand now. Are you, are you happy? Look here. Okay, let me bend down. Start, hit me in the face a couple times. Let's make this at least kind of fair. Okay, now we need to just flicks him across the room. He's like, okay, are we done? Are you good now? Oh, you yeah. brought the shield. Oh, great. You got the shield. All right. Oh, and you've got a hammer. Oh, and you bashed the hammer against the shield. Now I hear rushing water. Okay, that's that was really effective. Okay, I, I you know I agree now. I think I'm I think I'm with you. I, th- I think I'm with you on, on the Hulk thing. You worked that out. Great. Yeah, yeah. I, I worked it all out in my head. Thank thank you for going along on that trip with me. Um, and the Hulk claps for Steve Rogers. Yeah. So what what the, help me remember Zyber? What was the comic book where the Hulk clapped his hands and literally all the flesh just like ripped off of somebody? Was that against the Wolverine? I can't remember. I can remember the scene in my mind. He literally claps his hand with that thunderclap right next to somebody. And it, it the force is so hard, it literally just rips all the flesh off of the skull. Man, I can't remember it. That's going to drive me nuts. Ah, well. Maybe somebody who's listening can look it up and find it for me and, and respond in. Um, there is somebody I wanted to thank. It's actually somebody who's been commenting on our YouTube channel. If I can, if I can get to my channel quick enough here. Um, nope, can't find it. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Oh, it was okay. So there, there was another person. Depresso Expresso. Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for chiming in and commenting on on our on our episodes. It ironically happened to be the one called Water Equals Hulk. Damoc, I think you remember this episode right. quite fondly. 
Yeah, I just was going through your YouTube videos to see who it was as well, and I caught the beginnings of them. <laughs> it was a good episode. Now, didn't Blue uh, mention in our chat who it was? Uh, it was, and you know what, it's, it's driving me nuts that I can But it was, uh, it was the same people I, I said before. They were uh, new music. Norwell. Norwell Music. That was it. Oh, the episode 183. I just looked at one. It was a mistake. No, no, they've commented on a bunch of ours. So just want to give a shout out to Norwell Music. Thanks for commenting. We're, I, hope, I hope I haven't missed any of them. But, uh, yeah. Thanks for commenting. We always like the comments. And, uh, send, you know, keep them coming. Keeps us, keeps us, keeps us on our toes. And as a creator, um, if you want to come on the show sometime and talk. Absolutely. Us, yeah. To. Especially if you, yeah, we're, we always love having people on the show. So let us know, jump on. We'll, uh, we'll dedicate an episode to you. We'll talk. Well, on that note, Koa, where can people find you at, man? And they can find me here exclusively in the GNA podcast discord. What about you, Damoc? Where can people find you at? Uh, I'm always in the Discord, wandering around somewhere. How about you, Zyber? Where can we find you at, man? Um, you can find me usually palling around on the GNA uh, Discord, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as the Zyber Games Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Very nice. And I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier everywhere else, Facebook, Ustream, Twitch, uh, cast GG since rabbit's dead, a uh, whole bunch of other places, but, uh, yeah, look me up. You'll find me there. Spark up a conversation. Also, you can join our discord chat. We'd love to see you there too. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app reviews, help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, help up, let us, let other people know. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. If we're not someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. You can find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching at GNA Podcast, all one word. You can also join our Discord chat, see the pinned tweet. We do our game show night every first Saturday of the month. Uh, check that out on Mixer.com, www.mixer.com forward slash GNA Podcast. We have partnered with Humble Bundle. Hey, uh, Koa, do you, do you know anything about Humble Bundle by any chance? Yeah, Did I he do. leave again? No, Did no, he run? no. Humble Bundle oh. is a game purchasing service that we, GNA, are partnered with. You can purchase games like you normally would, but with a twist. You can choose what part goes with the publisher to the Humble Bundle or to charity. You can give it all to charity if you want or none of it. Your call. Throw that question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of your Humble Bundle link before you buy it to let them know that we sent you that way. So far this month, we raised how much, Cecil? Oh, sorry. That's actually completely wrong. $17.60 this month. So that's actually a, that's actually a stark contrast compared to what we were making, which was $5.08, of which I searched before, which was actually only a portion of the month. Yeah, so you can... Uh, so far, we've raised $17 and... 28 cents? 60 cents. 60 cents for charity through our partnership with Humble Bundle. Yeah, so our our current charity is Extra Life, and we try to support Extra Life whenever we can. Um, Extra Life is a charity devoted specifically for gamers. It's gamers making funny f- money for gamers. So we figured we're all gamers here. Might as well support that charity. Uh, for sick kids, 
not gamers. No, no, it's gamers making money for. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. It's gamers making money for sick kids. Well, there's a bunch of other charities yes, that associate. They are them. part of the Children's Miracle Network. So uh, we really would appreciate any assistance in promoting uh, our Extra Life charity because all the proceeds do go 100% to um, the Miracle Network. Right on. Uh, do you like anime? If you do, join us every Wednesday night at 19.30 Eastern Standard Time on CastGG for Anime Night, hosted by Blue Shark. Our current anime is... Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, I think. I think we're going to be finishing that out, and we're going to be voting on a new one here soon. But, yeah, we've been watching that. Join us that. We also do Horror Movie Night every second Saturday of the month. The last Horror Movie Night, we had a great turnout. I hope we have a great turnout for the next one coming up. Last Horror Movie, Absolutely. we had... Um, um, which were, What did we watch? We watched some weird action movie and then something else. Yes, we watched uh, Fly Virus. That was it. Um, which is labeled as a horror. It is a American and Brazilian um, collaboration, which is kind of funny watching that movie and now the Amazon's burning like it was in the movie. Yeah, and it's it's really weird Craziness. because there was a lot of hair in the movie, so I don't know how the Brazilian thing works in there. <laughs> right. Um, but after that, uh, we watched... Um, I can't remember. It was a great movie, though. I just remember that. Yeah, it was it was a classic. And then after that, we watched another movie. So yeah, I mean, we had enough people there to go into a third movie. Yeah. So we it was we, absolutely. We epic. try to do a double feature every horror movie night, but if there's enough people that are sticking around, we will we'll typically keep going until people bail. Yeah, up until the point of the end of the last movie, we still had nine people. Yeah, which is awesome, excluding us. Um, we want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork. Check him out at morganbs.com. You can email us at gnapodcast at one with questions, comments, death friends. We don't care. Uh, we've also got another podcast that is in the works right now, and we've already named it. Actually, thank you, Damoc, for helping naming it. It's called the GNA Misadventure League. It's going to be a non-explicit podcast with uh, us playing Dungeons & Dragons. And we've been doing, uh, we've got a one night of mystery already locked up, ready to ready to broadcast as soon as we get that thing fully edited out. And then we're actually doing a, it was released back in May, the Ghosts of Salt Marsh Adventure Pack. It's the Ghosts of Salt Marsh Adventure. So uh, we're going to be kicking into that as well. We might be changing up the format to make it a little bit easier to recording. The recording is a bit rough, so, you know, take it easy. It's literally a microphone in the middle of a bunch of drunks playing D&D. So you get a lot of dice rolling and a lot of paper scratching. All right. On the Misadventure League, um, I'm not making any promises. I'm waiting to find out how things work out. But you might be getting some uh, care packages just for that Misadventure Ooh, League. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, and since Loot Crate has gone under, I've been looking at different places where I can jump back into that. Because it really did scratch an itch for me, that Loot Crate. <laughs> so I might be looking down at that dungeon in the box. Actually, reached out to them to see if they might want to... Uh, let us partner with them. Um, so here's a little pump for Dungeon and Box. Check out Dungeon and Box. It's a monthly adventure kit that will come to you that has all the fixings for a monthly D&D adventure. So it's a yearly D&D adventure. Well, it's a yearly it's a year yearly D&D campaign, monthly adventures. Correct. 
So it looks it looks super interesting, and they give you all the fixing maps, uh, miniatures, all that stuff to complement. And didn't they have uh, two different uh, things where like you get a digital or you get a digital and physical? So they have a digital box and a physical box. Um, I think you can buy one or the other. I don't think they had them looped in together. I think that was another. I think it was like Dungeon Crate that had them looped in together with all of that thing. But it looks interesting. I'm, I'm waiting to see how long it takes us to get through the Salt Marsh adventures. Because honestly, if it takes us a year to get through Salt Marsh, we might not need to start up Dungeon in a Box until then. And last but not least, check out our website at www.zybergotpinkheadphones.com or gnapodcast.com. I love it. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me tonight. I had a great time. I'm going to go pour myself another beer. Absolutely, brother. I am deleting this project. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good night. Bye. Have a good time. Have a good night. Good night.